Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the BSL podcast, episode number nine, climbing up there. Uh, this is your host, your boy, Omer Jabbar. And today we have a very special episode for everybody, one-on-one, with none other than the commissioner himself, Zaid Merchant. Assalamualaikum, Zaid. How are you doing? Waalaikum salam, Alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. good. How are you? Good, Alhamdulillah. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, before we, we kind of, you know, get unpacked and get into it, as always, we want to thank our sponsors who make the league and, and you know, these podcasts possible. And today, this podcast is brought to you by Al-Maghrib Institute. Al-Maghrib empowers people through the best Islamic learning experience possible so that they lead more fulfilling lives in this world and are better prepared for the next. Take one of their classes or visit their YouTube channel. Their website is www.almaghrib.org. So go check them out. Um, and a little tidbit, of course, you know, staying true to our brotherhood nature and, and being a family, our thoughts and prayers go out to Amr Askri, um, who lost his father this week. Allah, you know, grant him gentle for those and, and also the family patience. I mean, um, and also to Atif Pervez, who I believe had to drop out um, our thoughts and prayers with him and his family because uh, he is dealing with a medical matter with his son. So please do remember them in your dua and may Allah SWT make it easy for them and grant him shifa. Ameen. Ameen. So, Z, half the season gone. I'm hearing rumblings that there's some sort of changes in the works. Talk to me, my man. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how you heard those rumblings, but uh, it's something that's been kind of percolating with me for a while. Um, and... Inshallah, I'm planning that this will probably be my last year as commissioner of the league. Um, I'm not going to distance myself from the league itself, but um, certainly need to step aside and kind of um, take care of some other um, uh, family and, and, and personal issues uh, from that side. Um, so looking forward to closing out this season and kind of looking to build a succession plan for somebody to kind of uh, step in next year and then um, obviously, I can help them with that transition and whatnot and complete, complete out our 10th year. And then after that, we'll see what happens uh, beyond that. But um, it's been a great ride so far. And it's been fantastic working with all the brothers in this league. And guys like you that volunteer and, and make it possible or what to make, make this league so exciting and, and so amazing. So, Wow. Um, I, I think I can speak for everyone that the jaws have dropped. Uh, in the in in everybody's rooms or cars or subway or wherever they're at. Um, wow, yeah. So a couple of questions there. One, are you taking your talents down to South Beach? <laughs> um, and two, can we expect a decision special when when it happens and will it be televised? Um, no and no. Um, I have no plans to move to South Beach or Miami. Um, I'm staying in Milton in the north, call it west of Toronto. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, but if we want to televise uh, the decision and you want to host it, we can certainly make that happen. All righty, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll get into the works and see what sponsor wants to you know push out for that for that big big golden special. Um, <laughs> no, seriously though, Z, that that is a big change, and you know, kudos to you for making that decision. Obviously, I know it could have been easy, given how much you love in you know this league what you put into it and what you and the team have collectively done from year one to now it's fantastic i think everybody knows that this is the muslim softball league that is the blueprint for all others and and what all other muslim leagues aspire to be uh and that 
obviously has a big part to do with you and yourself. So we all, I think I can speak for everybody that we thank you for your service. Uh, we thank you for all the hard work, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that you put into this. Um, obviously we're all hoping that you change your mind because everyone's thinking what's going to happen, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe we can get Kyrie to come to Milton or something and that'll make you stay. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, everybody we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you posted on the podcast, uh, as things pan out and we get the developments. Um, but yeah, I, wow. I don't, I don't know what else to say. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on from this. We still, season. We got, we still got a season to finish. Don't get too emotional in there. Yeah. But I mean, like it sucks. Like you leaving Mobile's not winning. And it's just like, it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just such a tough, tough year for everybody. Right. Um, hey, so yeah. Mogul's, Mogul's haven't lost in two weeks, bro. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see inshallah. Uh, how, how things pan. I mean, I wish y'all the best, but let's be honest. Right. Um, anyways, now that'll segue us into our first topic. So let's get a first half uh, first half summary. Uh, and maybe before we get into the playing stuff, maybe we can talk a little bit about the charity days, how you think they've been progressing, where we're at so far, any sort of updates you have on that. Yeah, so I, I don't have like all of the details because uh, that is still a private matter um, as leagues kind of make their donations so that um, we don't know what the individual contributions of each team were because obviously that's a competition and there is... There is, um, I guess, the, a schedule on the final week of the season that will be determined based on those rankings. But um, I did get word from Islamic Relief that since Ramadan ended, uh, we have raised over $5,000 for our campaign, wow, um, which is amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know how many of the teams so far have actually made their contribution, um, but um, it certainly has been the best year when it comes to Team Charity Days. I think Nasser had set the standard in the first week um, with um, their their chicken sandwiches and that was a great sandwich, man. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It set the standard, right? It it kind of pushed everybody to do a little bit more and do something a little bit different. I think also a year off or two years off of not doing this uh, kind of gave guys the excitement to say, "Yeah, let's do something different this time. Let's put in some effort." (laughs) Are you saying people became more charitable after COVID? After two no, I'm not later. saying that, right? But people are <laughs> willing to put in a little bit more effort, right? When you do it year over year, yeah, it can be a little bit stale, right? But when you kind of do something for the first time or stuff so for the first time in a long time, then you're willing to put in a little bit more effort, right, into it, right? And so the Nasser sets the standard, um, and then from there, um, the Ottomans, the um, uh, the uh, Abbasids, the Mughals, right? They all kind of followed suit and kind of pushed each other uh, to be even better, right? So. Um, I think there's what three teams left that have to that have to do it. Um, so let's see what they they come up with. Um, I mean, the bar is set pretty high, so the bar, yeah, obviously <laughs> the bar continues to get set higher, right? Week over week, uh, the Abbasids set the bar higher than the Nasrids, right? And then the, the Mughals kind of uh, set the bar slightly higher than that, right? With the fantasy day, the fantasy um, draft, and all of that other stuff, right? So speaking of which, when are we getting the results for that? We did get the results, man. You don't check your uh, WhatsApp group. Is it in the BSL WhatsApp thing? It is, man. Zishan Alam won first place. Um, wow. Zishan, yeah. my guy coming out rookie and, and already winning, Mashallah. I know. Um, so he won first place. Um, I think uh, two non-BSL guys won second and third. Um, Riyadh's dad won fourth place, which is the Quran holder. Hey, Mashallah. So <laughs> Riyadh was pretty excited about that. I'm sure Riyadh picked the team for him. 
Yeah, um, I apologize to anyone that picked me. Um, <laughs> looking at the stats, so my apologies to everyone then, that did pick then, me. Uh, then Safwan got the the foam roller for fifth place, so um, it was pretty successful, right? But just like, on that topic, like I think the Sultans are next, which is your team, Omer. Let's see what you guys come up with. Oh no! Um, and then um, we'll see what the uh, Ayubas and the, the Salyuks do in the final two weeks. And then um, for those that aren't aware, the um, the teams that raise the most amount of money will get to pick their game time and um, will be home team for their for their matchups against the team that they're going to play against. So, oh um, yeah, so I didn't know this detail. Is this wait was this article already known or is this a, an exclusive podcast drop? No, well, this was announced on our website. If you kind of checked out the preseason announcements, and it, it yeah, went, right. So, uh, just continue to We're call it a podcast drop. Thing. You heard it here, folks. Ain't nobody read that website. Thank you, Majiggy. Um, you heard it here. I'm kidding. I did read the website, but it was a while ago. Um, that's fantastic. That that's I mean, that's a huge motivational factor. Yeah, it is, right? So guys can kind of put in a little bit more effort because it does have some meaningful value to the games on top of whatever the the charitable aspect is, right? And that just kind of shows that this is I think the first half of this season has probably been one of the best, right? Um, obviously, this is the kind of the first normal year that we've had in a few years. Right. So we've been able to do stuff like the charity days and guys have been able to hang out and probably spend a little bit more time at the diamond. Um, and even the teams, right. They're so pretty evenly matched. Um, we've got three teams that are kind of the, the top of the standings. Right. But everybody that's uh, right behind them, right. Is, is chasing them for their money. So um, I think the second half of the season will, will be just as exciting. There may be some vacations here and there that will impact who's available for those teams going in the summer, right. With, Ju- with July and August games, but um, we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, and I think with the and maybe it's because we've had the the layoff for for the last little while, but I feel like more family members and more families come out this year um, for the games and for the charity stuff. So I think that's great to see. I don't know, it could just be me, but um, it, it's great to see a lot more family members, kids, you know, coming around and seeing the games and everything and partaking in the charity. Um, I, I think it's fantastic to see that we we have that growth this year as well. Um, now first half summary, you kind of lo- touched a little bit about, you know, the, the teams and how they've panned out the way that I've seen it. I think what's been most interesting about this year is that you have these like teams that look like they're going to be breaking out. They have one or two good weeks and then they kind of stumble. And then some other teams that are at the bottom of the pack or the middle of the pack, you know, they beat those teams. So I feel like if, at least to me, I know you may be a little biased towards one <clears throat> team or another, but um, I feel like there, there's no clear-cut team right now that could just dominate everybody. Yeah, so I've mentioned this to our team and to other teams as well, right? Like, if you go back and you look at the history of BSL, right, um, whatever the playoff format was, because our playoff format slightly changes every year, um, and I'll talk about our play- playoff format this year later, but if you look at the teams that end up winning, right, outside of um, that 2017 Mamluks team, um, um, I don't think you which can, is an anomaly. So that we right, which even... is an anomaly. I don't think you can count the first year moguls team um, because so much has changed in BSL since then, right? But outside of those two teams, no number one team has won the championship, right? So you look at the Salyuks of last year. I think you guys were a number five seed um, that won the championship. Um, yes, sir. Represent t-shirts the, coming uh, soon, team. I know y'all <laughs> wondering t-shirts coming soon. You look at the uh, the bosses that won in 2019. They were number six seed that ended up winning, right? So it no team's ever out of it, 
right? Obviously, playoffs are the playoffs. You if you show up for the playoffs and your team gets hot on that that weekend, then anything can happen, right? Um, so we'll we'll see how it plays out this year. Um, I don't know where whether it's going to be the same way with number five or six seed um, taking it all, but that's certainly possible, right? Given how teams are performing and some teams have been missing some players and they haven't had a full roster and moving guys in and out of the lineup, right. Depending on what position they play. So we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out by the end. Right. We still have half of a season left to go. Um, so the standings can drastically change because a couple teams can get hot and a couple teams can go cold. So we'll have to see how that all works out at the end. Yeah, I mean, maybe I wasn't paying attention during the season. I just saw that the Nusters are at the top of the table and then the Bussets are second. Uh, so Nusters are definitely, you know, riding hot. Damn, yeah, eight and two. Okay, cool. Good to know. But Tar yeah. and company are, are, are flying under the radar. They are flying under the radar, right? They've had a good first half, a great first half of the season. Um, the only two losses that they had were on one weekend, right? So outside of that, they've had um, a, a perfect um weekends right so we'll have to wait and see whether coming back out of the break with that time off I know Batar is playing Salam Cup this weekend and whatnot let's there's see. also a wedding yeah I think Batar is yeah. going to be off for the next few weeks yeah so let's see if they come back with the same um I guess um energy momentum momentum right so a lot of things can change when you're off for that long certainly um guys kind of get out of rhythm and whatnot, but I think most guys are still playing somewhere else. Right. So whether it's border town, whether it's BSL nights, whether it's other leagues around the city. Right. So everybody still should generally be in shape. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've had a fantastic first half of the first half of the year, really looking forward to the second half, which brings me to some of the injuries, you know, people have been able to nurse them. However, there's also some players like we just mentioned out the purveys that are dropping out. What are some of the, like rules for replacement players and stuff like that. Can you shed some light on that? Yeah. So it's honestly re- finding replacement players is probably the most difficult task of, of the commissioner. And I mean, not as difficult as finding a, a commissioner. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, like, that's probably the most difficult task, right? Because we have to try to find somebody that is an equal player. Uh, and usually somewhere during the middle of the season, when a player drops out, it's sometimes hard to find guys that are willing to commit for the summer, right? Cause they've already made their, the summer vacation plans or uh, kids are in swimming class or whatever else, right. That impact their ability to commit to every single Sunday. So that certainly is the most difficult task. Uh, as you mentioned, not the purveys dropped out. Um, we went through the process of trying to find a um, ideal replacement for that team. Somebody that was drafted in a similar round as Atif, um in BSL and in other uh, league drafts and whatnot. Um, and we weren't able to find the ideal replacement. Um, but we had somebody that was willing to commit in Shamil Kadaru. So Shamil is going to come back to the league. He's going to take off his spot um, for the, for the Mamluks. Um, and he'll be joining. Sham is coming team. back to Sunday. Yeah. Sham's coming back. Um, I know a couple of other guys are kind of nursing injuries. Um, obviously we don't want to see anybody else drop out of the league, right? That's not, not only because we will, we'll miss you, but it also creates a lot of, kind of uh, management headache um, for the league to kind of replace guys. So hopefully guys can recover from those injuries pretty quickly. We still have some time off. Um, like I know we've got two weeks coming up now and then we're off again for this civic long weekend. So hopefully that time off give guys gives, gives guys enough time um, to nurse those injuries and come back. 
right? Um, and we also have a rule when it comes to the minimum games played, right? So um, all the guys that have played more, less than 50% of the games have been sent a reminder that they've got to play the remaining games um, or at least get up to uh, the 50% mark, which is about nine games um, in the season. Um, obviously, if a player is hurt and they communicate to us that they're missing games due to an injury, that's a different circumstance and we take that into consideration. But um, hopefully guys can meet those minimum requirements. Otherwise, that player will be replaced at the end of the season and it probably will not be a suitable replacement uh, that's going to take that spot. So it might impact the uh, um, the team's uh, ability in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. It hasn't ever in, in BSL. I think last year that we had a player that dropped out at the end of the season and we had to find a quick replacement, which we were able to, but um, that's something that we obviously as management don't want to be dealing with. Yeah, for sure. And also when you're, we're all players here as well, right? Like GMs and, and commissioners and we're all players. So having, you know, that thought of trying to prepare for the playoffs going into that and then having to think about, you know, league management and everything is going to be hectic. Yeah, because uh, even GMs, right? GMs want to focus on the game. They want to focus yeah. on what they're doing. They don't want to be dealing with guys that are kind of iffy whether they're going to commit for the rest of the season or not. And then obviously if that person drops out in, in, a, in a, at an inopportune time for that team, then uh, it creates more headache for, for the GM and, and for league management, right? And from our standpoint, from the league, as the commissioner, we want to make sure that every team is playing with 12 guys in the playoffs, right? Um, no team should be playing with less than 12. Um, obviously injuries can happen in the game. So a player might have to get removed or whatnot. Um, like it so how does that, how does that work for the playoffs? Like, let's say, you know, I know you mentioned that last year at the end of the season, or even let's say, for example, someone does get hurt right before the playoffs are, are the GMs aware that, you know, or someone is, has to drop out, whatever the case may be. So is the get, first so, yeah, option so get, then to find a replacement or do we have like a separate playoff replacement plan? Um, so to give you an example, what happened last year was there was a player on the Ottomans that had dropped out um, a week before the playoffs. Right. Um, and so for, for fairness, right. Um, that player was replaced and he was replaced by a player that was as close enough to a similar caliber player. Yeah. Um, Amir Hosseini ended up being the replacement player. Um, and he played with the Ottomans for the remainder of that season, which I think was one regular season game or two regular season games. And then the playoffs. Um, so we're always going to try to replace the player. Obviously if a player gets hurt in the middle of the playoffs, that is a little bit of a unique circumstance. We've never had to, to do that in the middle of a playoffs. And I, I don't know whether we would depending on the circumstances, but um, obviously going into the playoffs, regardless of how many games are remaining in the season, we will try to make teams go back to 12 so that they're fielding 12 guys as, uh, versus the competition that probably also has 12 guys. Right. Right. Well, either way, we're hoping everybody, you know, has the best of health. Uh, now and going forward until, you know, the end of the season, obviously forever, but uh, for the season's sake. Um, but uh, speaking of playoffs, what are we, what are we looking at? Hello? Can you? I can still hear you. Yep. You're good. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, what are we looking at for the format? I know there's a lot of the players are looking at, there's some sort of, you got like a play in tournament type situation. So talk to us a little bit about the playoff format. Yeah, so there's always the two sides of the coin, like we've always tinkered with, and we brought this up in our in our town halls and whatnot, about all teams making playoffs, right? And guys have mixed opinions and whether that should be the case, right? And so um, 
last year we made the decision that all teams would make the playoffs because of COVID and because of circumstances, guys may miss games and whatnot. And we don't want that to have an impact on the ability for the team to make the playoffs. Um, and so to find a kind of a happy medium between those situations, um, we basically came up with a, a similar playoff format to last year, um, but going to eight teams because last year we had six, right? So yeah. there will be a, a play-in game, if you want to call it that, like a wild card game like they do in the MLB, um, between the five seed and the eight seed and the six seed and the seven seed. So if you finish in the bottom fo- bottom four, you'll be playing a play-in game. And if you win that game, then you play in a quarterfinal. Against- and are those games back-to-back? Those games are back to back, and those all those games will were are expected to be nine innings. Obviously, there still is a time time limitation of two hours, um, but all those games will play nine innings or two hours in time. And do the mercy rule still apply for a nine rule uh, inning game or no? The mercy rule still applies, but the mercy rule will apply after seven innings. And that's fifteen, not right up fifteen after seven. Fifteen after seven, yeah. Okay, cool. And so the, the playoffs are September 10th and 11th. So talk to me a little bit about beyond that wild card game. So, yeah, so, so the Saturday will be the wild card and that, that quarterfinal game. Um, and this year we're going to do, go, we're going to go back to what we did in year one where the semifinals are going to be played um, right before the finals. Right. I think it was in year one or year two that we did that. I can't remember, but the semifinals between number one seed and um, the team that wins the first quarterfinal will play against each other, followed by the number two seed and the, the team that wins the second quarterfinal. And then the finals will follow right after that. So, um, so what, team- what was the, what was the thought process behind that? I mean, if we, if we had to, like left or abandoned it since year one, why bring it back now? So the reason why we had to do semifinals and finals on the same day was because we didn't have enough time on the Saturday to do both, to do, to do the semifinals. Right. So if we were going to do a playing game and a quarterfinal, um, we didn't have enough allotted time to do it. And that would be three games in one day, potentially for a team, which is asking a lot. Right. Two games. It's still like we still play two games every single Sunday. So we're only asking teams to play an extra four innings, which is which is about half of an extra game. Right? Yeah. So not it's not something that's absurd when we play in tournaments and stuff like that. Sometimes we play with much more than that. Right. But um, so basically two and a half of our, our normal games on a Saturday. And then, yeah, you've got two games on, on the Sunday. Right. So, wow. got- so I mean, I, from that, even fatigue comes into play, right? Because what we're finding is a lot of teams, even right now are facing a lot of fatigue in that second game. So for the semifinals and to come into the finals, that could definitely be a factor that teams would need to consider. Yeah, it can. It will be a factor, I, I, I expect. But I, I think for the most part, guys are generally in pretty good shape. At the end of the day, it's still a softball. Hopefully no one pulls a muscle or anything. But um, And usually in, in that, that part of September, the weather is somewhat reasonable. Um, obviously, we get some really hot days. And we get some some days where I remember the Sultan's Mamluks final was like a windstorm, right? So it's a, a little bit <laughs> unpredictable. But... For the it's most Canada, part, we, we, we for the most part we've got uh, reasonable temperatures um, at that part of September, so we shouldn't hopefully have forty degree days. Where um, I certainly I don't know if I would last in forty degree days if I have to play four, three or four games, right? So we'll have to see. Um, so first, you're kind of going to this uh, this format, um, so we'll see how it plays out. The schedule is on the website now, so anybody can kind of view it. The schedule is pretty much set. Um, so if you do work Saturdays, 
probably start working on trying to get out of that Saturday so that you can play our playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Or if you're not, you're on any team other than the Sultans, you got to get that paycheck, right? You got to, you got to consider <laughs> your priorities. Um, look, a lot of, a lot of exciting things have, you know, happened this year, a lot more exciting stuff to look forward to. Obviously, you know, many, 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 well, I mean, I don't know about that many, but, you know, uh, several things that were exclusive to this podcast with the marriage bar, y'all know what it is. Um, but I think the question that asking the tough questions today, I was, (laughs) I was, I think what everybody's wondering to be quite frank and honest is they've, they've been ignoring this entire podcast, hoping that I would ask this is what's the pay band, right? What's the pay grade for that commissioner and how does one apply? Um, I think really is what everyone's wondering. Right. And I think we should give the people what they want. Yeah, for sure. If you're interested in, in, in being commissioner, feel free to shoot us a quick email and, uh, info at brotherhoodshoffball.com and the board will will take all people that want to be interested in into consideration um, in terms of the pay band I guarantee <laughs> you, you will be paying more out of pocket than you will be paid so uh, I wouldn't be doing it for financially you. and emotionally yeah physically and emotionally right so uh, I wouldn't be looking at this as an opportunity to make some money because I certainly have not made any money while I've been commissioner awesome uh, well appreciate you taking the time Z um hopefully you know you reconsider and give us another 10 inshallah but uh bro you realize i'm 44 right or 42 bro tell tell you know i don't none of the kids believe it bro all these young kids going to the league like oh my god it's science but i'm just saying like i'm just i'm just an observer right um look appreciate you joining whatever you decide i think like i said everybody's grateful for what you've done for the league what you've done for a lot of the players in terms of, you know, connecting them to others, brotherhood, even playing, uh, you know, improving their game. So not enough can be said for the impact that you've had on this league. And I'm sure we'll continue to have in a consultancy role uh, for sure. And in that transition stage, but either way, we appreciate all that you've done. Um, and we'll, we'll see when we televise the decision, how things pan out and play out and see where, where these commission skills are going. Maybe it's that Scarborough league that's just starting up or something. Can you imagine, uh, can you imagine if we held like a, a, a YouTube stream where we had like five, five guys in the room and that kind of grilled them and then announced who was going to be the next BSL commissioner. That's going to be our BSL. That would, that would get you serious ratings, bro. That would get you. I don't, I, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, I don't know. Find... Some guys that will be pissed off at the end of the show, but yeah, <laughs> we, we're going to have to have bloopers and, we're gonna have to have beep buttons everywhere. I'm gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need raise like, raise like uh, audio track thingamajiggy that that makes sound effects. Um. In, anyways, appreciate it. I don't want to you know take too much time from from everybody's day. Thank you so much for taking the time, Z. Appreciate you know joining the podcast. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed and looking forward to the next half of the season, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you later. Take care, man. Salam. Salam.